Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Critical account, the friend's account. It is one area of your life that you have to develop to make sure you're wholesome and you can have the range that God intended for you to have. If you look at the people in the Bible that were successful, you will see these accounts operating in their lives at a proficient level. If you look at people in contemporary time who are successful, you will see that these areas are in their lives developing and maturing more and more each day. So let's examine, for example, Abraham. If you look at the first account that we covered, the priorities account, Abraham had the priority account in order. God told Abraham to leave his homeland of Ur and to go to a place that he would tell him of. So Abraham left his homeland, all the links, as we would say, the foundations that he had established in the interest of the kingdom, not knowing where he was going. And remember now, the kingdom is supposed to be our number one priority. See, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Abraham left his interest for the kingdom interest. Priorities account. Then the family account. You see where Abraham in Genesis 18, God said, I can't carry out the assignment that I'm going to in Sodom and Gomorrah without sharing in with Abraham, knowing that Abraham is a man who trained his family, his household after him. So God held Abraham in high regard concerning his family. See, we're talking about these accounts. Then the service account. Abraham served his people. He served God. He served the kingdom. He served even the, the people of the land of the Philistines. You look at somebody like Moses. We see the priority account in operation in Moses' life. He's taking care of sheep. Saw that as his career and he was being successful at it when God appeared to him at the burning bush and said, look, I want you to lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. It, Moses left what he was doing in the interest of the kingdom because that was what God wanted. God's will. So he made God his priority. Of course, it was a little wobbling at the beginning when he said, God, I don't know if I can talk. I, I don't know if I want to take on this. But he heeded the will of God. Moses was a, a family man. Looked after his family. When you talk about service account, that was Moses. I trust that over the past weeks you've been measuring the different accounts in your life. The threshold level at which they are at. Because it is difficult 
It's not impossible for you to be successful without effectively taking care of uh, these accounts. And today, we will cover the friends account. It's good to have healthy friends, but you and I also know if you have, if you have bad friends, it can be a serious threat to your life. Meaningful friendships start with you as an individual being whole. The first responsibility as it relates to friendship is to make sure that you are whole, which speaks to the ability to share yourself. Because if you are not whole and you share yourself not being whole, then you could contaminate others. So it starts with not your friends, but it starts with you being whole, you making sure that you're whole so that you can effectively and properly share yourself. Now, that is not an overnight journey because the truth is that some people have never met themselves. So if you've never met yourself, the real you, then you really can't share yourself. You're going to share the version that you have been associated with and that might be toxic. So you have to take the responsibility as an individual to make sure that you are whole. That's your call. You have to work on that over time. Sometimes people want friends and there is that need for friends. God created us that way. But the truth is sometimes we don't have the, the skill set to develop friendships. And that's not speaking down to anybody anyway. But if you're not whole, you really don't have the skill set. You have not developed the skill set to really create friendship. And so false expectations are going to be created. So when you become somebody's friend and they expect certain things of you and you can't deliver because you are not whole, then you do more injustice than you really intended to. So having friends or being a good friend requires summoning your will because you're going to have to be deliberate about it in order to share yourself the way you ought to. So it means you're going to have to summon your will to make sure that you are whole. You have to be intentional about it. And some folks are just not at that place yet where they're ready or they have learned to summon their will to bring their lives to the level that it ought to be. So these are processes that we have to go through. Summoning your will, learning to dig deep, to summon your resolve, 
to meet the objectives that are necessary in your life. Because the friends that you have can either make you or break you. Or you can make or break your friends. To read a scripture out of Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. Look at what it says here. It says, the righteous choose their friends carefully. Wow. I never saw that. The righteous choose their friends carefully. So you can't just let anybody on the inside of your life because they have the ability when they're on the inside to influence you. So it says the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So not because someone is available mean that they should become your friend. You have to examine what does this person bring to my life. So it is okay to be nice to everyone. In fact, it is the right thing to do, to be nice to everyone. But it doesn't necessarily follow that everyone needs to be your friend. Your friends account have to be carefully guarded so that you can get the results that God intended for you to have where friends are concerned. For you to be able to properly share yourself, you have to be whole. And that means being healed from past hurts. There's some folks that you're still carrying some hurts from 15, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And so you can't really effectively share yourself when you're wounded. So you have to be healed from those past hurts. You have to overcome pride. These are issues that have to be dealt with. You have to overcome selfishness and the rest of the works of the flesh. Because if selfishness reigns in your life, you are not in a position to give others the best of you. So you have to make sure that you're not in that place of trying to control people and own them. So if I am your friend, that means you own me. I'm limited to talking to you alone and I can't have other friends. That's not how the thing works. If you are still in that place, you have to work on you before you really get friends or proper friends. God wants us to have friends, healthy friends, so that we can become all that he wants us to be. But it takes a process. It takes time to find good friends. Because your friends are also looking for help. They're looking for someone that can help them along in the journey. Then it is very, very important that you don't create further damage in your lives, but you really stretch out a helping hand at the end of the day. In Genesis chapter two, there's a very interesting verse there that where the Bible says God saw 
that it was not good for man to be alone. That word alone in that text is a very interesting word in the Hebrew. The, the, the correct interpretation of that word is when you put another L in alone, you get what it means, all one. So God was saying, it is not good that man be all one. Um, man in terms of, you know, people. In other words, Adam needed companionship. He needed friendship, but he was all in one. So God went to Adam and took out Eve, male and female, so that Adam could have companionship, that he wasn't in one. He wasn't in one in terms of Eve was in Adam. So God took Eve out so that Adam could have companionship. In other words, he was not isolated. God created the opportunity for companionship because it was not good for Adam to be alone. If you are alone, all one, it is not good for you. God wants you to share a part of yourself with others. He designed you for companionship, for friendship. That is why if you have someone in your life that abuses you and do all those kinds of stuff, after a while, you are going to want to cut the ties because you can't really have companionship the way God intended with such a person. The right balance is needed if you're going to strike up good friendship. It, 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 it needs to be struck. The right balance needs to be struck where friendship is concerned. Because there's some people who have no friends, and there are some people who have too many friends. So we, we have to strike some balance there. You can't really truly have too many friends because you can't really reach out. But then God don't want you in a place either where you're all one. So as I share with you, I want you to begin to, to just think, do you have any friends? And if you do, how meaningful are they in your life? One of the key that form the basis for good friendship is sharing the same interest. If someone don't share the same interest with you, they're not really going to be your friend for too long. That's where friendship starts, sharing the same interest. I was working in interior decoration for many years, maybe about nearly 20 years. And I had some friends that while I was doing that, that work in that area. And one particular friend, very good friend, 
But then I realized that after I left that industry over time, they're not my friends anymore. And it's not like they've done anything to me or I've done anything to them. It's like it just naturally phased them. And as I came into better understanding of friendship, I realized why. Because we did not share any interest anymore. Our interest was about interior decoration, the excellence, uh, working together day by day, making sure that we got the job done and make money and all of that. We don't share that interest anymore. So it's not like we don't talk or now and then, you know, we might bump into each other and say, what's up and, and make a call, but we don't share that interest. So friendship is going to be established on the basis of interest. If it is not, then the companionship won't last. As much as you have resurrection power inside of you, if there is no interest, it's going to die a natural death. And this is why many relationships and many friendships don't last. Because sharing the same interest is vital. So that means if somebody loves your body and wants to be with you just for that, that's not good enough. Because that body might not look the same way when you're 50 or 70. So what's the interest? You have to share the same interest or friendship, companionship to last. And you can come with your religious arguments that I, I know God sent this person into my life. I heard from the Lord, the angel up here and told me this and that. If you don't share the same interest, God did not send that person. Because friendship, companionship is heavily based on interest, sharing the same interest. So, watch this. Abraham was called a friend of God. You know, we sing that song all the time, I am a friend of God. From what happened with Abraham. Abraham was called a friend of God. Because God and Abraham shared the same interest. The kingdom. They shared the same interest. So they were called friends. Think about real genuine friends that you have in your life. If you don't share some interest with them. And think about the ones that went as fast as they came. Abraham and God shared the same interest. Abraham left his own land in the interest of the kingdom and he put the, the kingdom first. That's what God asked. Put the kingdom first and God shared the same interest. God wants to work in your situation so that you can become all that he intended for you to be. But what he's trying to get you into is to get to a place where you share the same interest with him. That's why some people walk away from God because they have their own interests separate from God's interest. And that's why God is saying, if you make me priority, that means we share the same interest. I'm your friend, I will watch out for you because I'm a friend that sticks closer than a God. 
A friend is one that is committed to seeing you through no matter what. How many of you have friends like that? That are committed to seeing you through. They're not going to abandon you even when you are wrong. Not that they're condoning the, you being wrong. You know, at the appropriate time, you have to be told that you were wrong, but they're not going to abandon you. Good friends are going to be committed to the point of seeing you through. Oh, we need some friends. That's why we have, we, we need God to be our friend. Real friends won't abandon you in the middle of the storm. Real friends are committed to seeing you through. When we talk of our friend like that, we talk about Jesus. An acquaintance is the first level of friendship, but it doesn't speak to holistic friendship. It's the beginning stage of a friend. And sometimes we mix up acquaintance with friends. You don't tell an acquaintance your secrets, your deep secrets, no. Because you see, that is why only a friend can really betray you because they know your secrets. Acquaintance, an acquaintance is someone that well, you see in the bank and you haven't seen them for a long time. Hello, and you pop a smile and then you do my deposit. It is not necessarily somebody you're calling every day. It's okay to have acquaintances. But when it gets to the level of friendship, friends will protect you, they will defend you, and friends can betray you. That is why it took one of them in Jesus' circle to betray him. We need friends, but you have to choose friends wisely. Some of you have been turned off as it relates to friends because you have been betrayed in the past. And that's because you took someone that should be an acquaintance to be your friend. Someone that you should just talk to downtown or sleeping in your house on weekends. You have to measure where you go with acquaintance as opposed to where you go with friends. I want to read three verses from St. John chapter 15. These are three of the most powerful verses in the Bible on friendship. We want to examine it on the level of Jesus. St. John 15 verse 13. And remember now that we said that a friend is committed to seeing you through no matter what. Look at this verse. It says, greater love of no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. That means God was committed. Jesus was committed to seeing your redemption through. And even though our sins were it was thinking his nostrils. Even though he was despised and rejected of men, he was committed 
to our redemption, to see us through. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs today. There's no friend like Jesus. We used to sing a song, there's not a friend like the Lord Jesus. No, not one. What a friend. How many friends do you have that, that measure up to half the level of Jesus? And for you that, those of you that are not serving the Lord, I'm sure you can't find no friend that measure up to the level of Jesus, yet you are ignoring his friendship. I call you today into friendship with the best friend that there is. His name is Jesus. How many of you have ever just wanted to get home one evening because it was a rough day or so? And you just went home and stretched out in Jesus. You were able to talk to him knowing that he's not holding anything against you. Some of you have in the past even gotten mad with him, but he's still your friend. Greater love and no man than this than for a man to lay his life down for his friends. Jesus said, no friend that you can ever have or will ever have can demonstrate any greater level of love that I, as your friend, has demonstrated for. Nobody else. None like you is the best. Verse number 14. He said, you are my friends if you do whatever I commanded you. In other words, if you do what I tell you to do, then we're sharing the same interest. See what we're saying? So friendship is on the basis of sharing the same interest. And that's exactly what it's saying in that verse. Jesus said, if you are my friends, if you do what I command you to do, because that means we're on the same boat, we're going in the same direction, we're sharing the same interest. He said, you can't be my friend and do your own thing. And that's one of the reasons why many believers has not experienced experience Jesus as friend. Not that he's not a friend, but you have not experienced that dimension of him because you're going in, in separate direct direction. That is why division can't work with God. You have to share the same interest. You have to see, be on the same page. So if I want you in some time of worship and fellowship, God said, you can't then be at some funeral and have nothing to do with me. That's what he's saying. Let the dead bury their dead. It's not that he's being mean, but he's saying when it comes to friendship, we have to share the same interest. One of the reasons why we can be friends as believers, as kingdom citizens, is because we have the same interest. Now, this is why you can see the scripture now when it says, what fellowship has light with darkness? They're not sharing the same interest. That's why he said, don't be unequally yoked because 
that yoke over there of one interest, this yoke over here of another interest. And so the vehicle won't be able to move because one is pulling there, one is pulling there. God told Solomon, he said, don't marry those foreign women because they don't have a heart for God. They don't share the interest that you have, Solomon. And if you marry them, they are going to influence you into their interest. Exactly what happened. Before long, Solomon was building temples. Solomon who built the temple of the Lord and dedicated it. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple in an amazing way. When you read it in Chronicles, now he's building temples for Shemosh, Shemosh and Molech and all them, them, them gods. How did you get there? By marrying people of different interests and then let them away. I don't care how well spoken the person is. I don't care how decorated they are with money. And I'm telling you, they can't have more money than my father have access to. But it doesn't matter what they look like if they don't share kingdom interests. That is not where you're supposed to align yourself. Next verse, verse 15. He said, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. You see, the servant don't know the interests of his master. People working for you, they don't know your interests. You don't, you don't go share your, your interest with your plumber. Well, you might share the, the type of interest. But, I mean, what does the plumber need to know about you migrating or your dreams to go to school and um, all those deep secrets? No. So, the servant does not know what his Lord is doing. But he said, I call you friends. Why? For all things that I've heard from my father, I share the father, the father shares interest with me, and I share it with you. I make it known to you. So you are my friends because we share the same interest. Now, watch. Now, Jesus was talking to believers, people committed to the work. He's not talking to, this is not talking to the whole world. He's talking to people who are in covenant with him. I call you friends because we share the same interest. I am a friend of God. As I said before, friends can keep secrets and protect you. And that's one of your responsibilities. You can feel comfortable pouring out your heart to friends. They will also watch over you. But if you allow people to be friends that are not supposed to, they can betray you real seriously. I've had to work with people who've been seriously wounded because friends betray them. The friends account is one that you have to examine. It's not an healthy place to say, I don't have friends and I don't want any friends. 
No, that's not how God made you to be all one. He wants you to share yourself. But at the same time, keep that balance. Let's read one scripture, Proverbs 18, verse 24. And let's do that from the NIV. Man, or one who has unreliable friends, soon comes to ruin. See that? One who has unreliable friends, soon comes to ruin. You see, if you have friends that every time they call on you, you respond in a heartbeat, but never can they respond to you, even when it is in their line of direction. That's trouble. And the Bible says, you'll come to ruin. They'll destroy you. That's Bible. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. But your brother is your own blood physically or sister for that matter. But even sometimes they are not there. So the Bible is like a friend is committed to see you through. Even when your own relatives, even when your brother, you can't call upon them because they're busy. But there is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. And that friend of friends is Jesus. I encourage you today to start your friendship. If you don't have friends, start with Jesus. If you have friends, evaluate your friendships and make sure that Jesus is your number one friend. Yes, he will talk to you. God knows how to watch over us and to take care of us. God knows how to minister to us and make us be all that he wants us to be. We are of the kind that should give God the opportunity to work in and through our lives. The friend of all friends is Jesus. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at FCF Montego Bay.